listening to Retirement Diaries. Welcome to Retirement Diaries, a new podcast and YouTube series where we talk to people living and learning in their own epic retirement journeys. It's real, it's raw, and it's personal. I'm Beck Wilson, the author of How to Have an Epic Retirement. I'm a retirement educator, and you can sign up for my regular newsletter at epicretirement.net. I simply want you to learn how to have an epic retirement, and not just from me, but from the millions of other people living their best retirements right now. Today, I'm joined by Mike Chesser. Mike. Hi, Beck. How are you? Great to see you again. Uh, Mike has had a really big career as the former GM of financial planning and advice for Westpac and BT. And you retired a few years ago, Mike, and you've been trying to live your best retirement from what I've seen. Today, Mike's going to tell us four or five fun stories about the epic things he's done in retirement. But before you start, Mike, I want you to talk a bit about your attitude to retirement. Every time I chat with Mike, I leave inspired. Take it away. <laughs> oh, I think the attitude, it's a funny thing, Beck, because I, I, I loved work. I, I loved what I did. And... Um, and, and it is a worry when, you, when you're going to pull the pin on it, you know, because I was there for almost 40 years and it was with the one company as well. So I like the people, I like the customers and I, and I liked where the business was going. So, so it was one of those things I just felt it was time because um, uh, the amount of the hours you were working and all those sort of things. And, and, and when I did retire, I'd be saying to my family, well, what are we watching this on television for? And they'd be going, Dad, we've been watching this for five years. It's just that you've been doing emails or whatever. You just haven't noticed, you know. And, <laughs> and it was pretty true. And I, and I didn't notice. And because uh, I was in planes every second week and I was away and that sort of stuff. And so so the attitude to retirement was to to throw myself into that as much as I had in to work, if oh, that makes awesome. sense. Yeah. I wanted to be able to go, um, wh- what am I going to do for the next 30 years um, and you're probably going to have to front end load it because uh, you know, things happen down the track and, uh, and, and whilst I'm healthy, whilst, whilst um, we've got uh, adult kids and all that sort of stuff, there was things that we wanted to do. And so the attitude is to, to, I suppose it is the whole live life to the fullest thing, but it's about um, how do you make every day count? I suppose that's the, the main yeah. thing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now, now I, I, I guess the first journey into retirement, I remember meeting you just after you'd retired. What was mm. it, four years ago, five years ago? So before COVID? Uh, almost, almost six. Almost six? Six? Another, another oh month, it'll be six. six yeah, yeah. Years, so, right? yeah. So, so the journey into retirement the, from the day you left work, tell yeah. me about how you grappled with that process because I think the transition is, is quite difficult for some people, particularly men who've been in big jobs. Yeah. I oh, look at it was. I... Um, I knew that the first day, like from the first day, I'm going to struggle, and my wife knew as well. Um, I booked I booked a holiday once to go to a, a resort in Fiji, um, and this is years ago. And she went, "Why'd you do that? Because you're going to be bored to tears. You're going to hate every minute of it." Mm-hmm. You're, and 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 fortunately, I, I had a I had an accident just before going, so I had to recuperate. So. so <laughs> I had to sit by the pool and all those sort of things, but um, uh, I, yeah, I'm not good at just sitting still, and yeah. she knew that as well. And and I think you've got to be really cognizant of what your partner's doing because yeah. she wasn't retiring; her life yeah. was still going on. So she kept it was working. Me, 
um, she she works off and on and, uh, and does a lot of part-time work, did a lot of charity stuff, a lot of not-for-profit yeah. stuff. And so it was me whose life's changing and I didn't want to impact on her. So I booked a whole lot of stuff. I went to um, I went on a cycling trip up to um, in Queensland. I went and I restored a 1979 um, steel push bike and entered a classic race in Italy in um, in the wow. um, Tuscany area. So I rode 150 kilometres on a steel bike on gravel roads. Um, it was a hard day. It was a hard day. Um, but only one day. Only one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was home by, yeah, it was a, it was a, a big day. Um, it was something like, I think it's about 6,000 people, mainly Italians. And, uh, wow. and, and, and then there's a small group that they have also allow in. It's called La Roca, which is the heroic. And, and, um, <clears throat> and I built this bike and I took it with me. And my wife was thinking, what, why are we going to go and watch a bike race? And I said, we're staying in a, we're staying in a, a restored palace. It's small. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was this beautiful little town in the middle of the Chianti region and we stayed in this place. And, and my daughter came with us and she was still studying and so I've got a photo of her sitting in this unbelievable room, you know, topping away on her laptop. And and we, we, we bookended the tour, but travelling with an old steel push bike is like travelling with a shopping trolley. It's not a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I but, love it. But anyway, so I, I booked in that. I went to Vietnam and did a, a, a photography course and also, um, um, and I did a few other things, but but the main thing I did was I I, I joined um, uh, Torrens University, and I went and did um, um, I studied uh, photojournalism and photo imaging for the next couple of years. Um, yeah, right. Which was so you came out with a degree in in photo. Uh, diploma, yeah. But, diploma. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. it was and it was wonderful. I loved it, and it was funny because. You are by far the oldest person in the room, and yeah. a lot of the courses you had to do, <clears throat> there were group sessions. And the first couple of weeks, people were going, I, "Who's the? I don't want to sit next to the old guy because, you know, <laughs> he's, he's just this weird old guy who's come." Anyway, within about I think oh, about six weeks, if there was a group a group thing, they would all go, I'll go and sit with him because he kind of. He's got time. You know, was, he can do all the group work for us. Well, no, this, this is just even in the, even in the lesson they had to do a group thing, and, and the, because you were coaching them on how to stand up and present. Because they're going, yeah. oh, I said, no, you'll be fine. Do this, this, and this, and so, and the, and I got on really well with the, the, the lecturers and all that sort of stuff, and you know, and it was that's fabulous. It was fabulous. Fun. I don't think it people think as much about doing ed, formal education in their retirement yet, but I do think. There's a whole generation of people that are starting to think you got you got 50 years to live at at 50, um, or uh, sorry, you got a 50 percent chance of living 50 more years at the age of 50 in this country yeah. now, right? Well, I'm, I'm still I'm still thinking of I'm still thinking seriously thinking of going and doing a degree in fine arts. So yeah, nice. Anyway, um, and, and look, and all my mates go, what are you doing that for? You know, Yourself. get a real job. And I said I had one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm going, and I'm loving this, you know, and 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 now if they need corporate headshots or anything like that, they ring me up. So can you come? I said, yeah, it's fine. So you <laughs> know, um, you can be our corporate photographer for Epic so, Retirement, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I love great. it. And I, yeah. But the whole point of that was, I had to throw myself. I'm not someone to sit around. Yeah. So I had to throw myself into things to to 
get a new rhythm going, and that's what it was. It was a new rhythm, and 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 it worked. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I talked to my daughter, especially because she was still living with us, and talk, yeah. and she was doing um going to uni and then doing a masters, and she'd be going, "What are you doing? You're putting so much extra stuff into this." I said. If I don't get a high distinction, I'm really annoyed. You know, I'm so really annoyed. <laughs> you overachiever, you. <laughs> so no, but well, it was. I'm kind of going. I've got the time to do this, you know, and 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 you yeah. know, and if I if I wanted to have a semester off because we we're going overseas, I have a semester off. It didn't bother me. You know, yeah, so, that that's uh, so valuable. But but it does cost, you know. It's that all those, and you look at um, university courses; they're expensive. So. Yeah. You've got to have that in the back of your mind as well. So it's not just a frivolous decision you've got to make. So, No, uh, that, that's important uh, to no. – now let's talk about some of the um, – oh, 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 how about this one? The best holiday you've had since you retired. Inspire us. Uh, that, that's really hard. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> no, to have it that tough. I <laughs> know, oh, no, it's been – Look, and it's some of these things. It's, you know, like we had, we had two or three weeks in the south of France in a in a beautiful house, and it was an acquaintance who had the house, so it was so cheap for us. And there was no no, no there's no it was only um six houses in a hamlet, no shops, nothing. Mm. Uh, and you're down in the south of France and travelling. There's a, there's a thing called the um, they say it nicely in French. I can't, uh, but it's the 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 it's a the society of the most most beautiful villages in France, and there's forty villages really? or something like that. Ten of them were within twenty k's of where we lived or where we yeah. stayed. So wow. we were just it was just wonderful. You've got to so find out was... what that is so I can put it in the comments for people. Okay, <laughs> can you please so, tell me? I, I, we, we will put that in the comments, folks. So that was that was I will I will that was <laughs> that was fantastic, um, um, and that was with friends. But I, you know, I got, uh, the the trip overseas. Taking my daughter as well, you know, with myself, my wife, and my daughter, that was great. Yeah, we went to the Rugby World Cup in Japan, oh, and I've never magic. been to Japan, and and so that was part of it. But then we spent two or three weeks going through Japan, and yeah, with a culture. with a mid twenties son who loves sport, but he's also like a, a a gamer type, which I don't understand. Yeah, so we had this deal where we would go to. Like historic sites and museums and all those sort of things, so culture, and they would say, "Okay, now take us somewhere." And so we'd be in back alleys somewhere, finding some Seeing crazy anime. toy shop <laughs> and anime, and it was wonderful. It How was fabulous. great, you know. How Had a great time. Um, but I think that last year we were, we were really fortunate. We went on, um, we we did a cruise from um, uh, Broome to Darwin. Um, on oh, a yeah, yeah. on a small small ship, um, it had a lot of crew. Um, that was a beautiful Ponant adventure. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting off the boat every day. You're going to places where you usually can't get to. Mm. Um, I, I've never, I'm not on a don't, I'm not a cruise person. This I wouldn't consider it. It's they call it an expedition, and it was. You're off there every day. You're in zodiacs. You're in and out. Yeah. Um, and from a photography point of view, I, I loved it. You know, it's um, and we that's got it, to isn't it? I mean, photography combines beautifully in retirement with oh. travel, doesn't it? It's, a, well, it's an it does, impeccable. My, my wife would say it's the most unsociable thing around because 
especially if we're with friends because they're all talking. They're going, where's Michael? And I'm over there taking a photo this way. You know, it's, uh, My brother does so, drones. It's even more unsociable. All he's doing yeah, is well, spinning around in the sky. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do a bit of that as well. So. <laughs> but, Fabulous. But, but we did that and it was a beautiful, the weather was great. We spent some time in, in Darwin, went to Tiwi Islands, and if you been if you get a chance, go to Tiwi. It was just yeah. wonderful. And then we caught the GAN down to um, um, Adelaide, um, and and then we drove home from Adelaide with uh, and it was my sister and brother in law with us as well. And and yeah, you know, I I kind of jokingly kept saying the highlight of the trip's going to be four nights in uh, Broken Hill, and they looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> had a wonderful time. That's because people don't go into country Australia, you know. Yeah, they're, they're I'm going a lot to more now. in a couple of weeks, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's just wonderful. But little country towns, and, yeah. and so look, that was a great trip. Yeah, fabulous. That was wonderful. Now, Mike, but I have to yeah. ask you. I have mm. to ask you because you've told me about your gravel biking trips. Tell mm. me about gravel biking. You're, you're obviously very fit, <laughs> and you take your fitness very seriously, uh, or, and your health, and your and your physical hobbies. Yeah. Right, so um, tell me about gravel biking. Yeah. It's, I look, I, I ride, I ride a, a bike in Sydney, uh, like a road bike on the roads. So and and cycling in Sydney is like a contact sport with the cars. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not for the faint hearted. Um, but then there's more and more infrastructure going in, so I, I, I spend less and less time on on road proper and more on on cycleways and things like mm. that. And you know. I can do a hundred k ride from my house, um, and eighty five k's of it will be on 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 um, cycle paths now. So it's yeah, nice. it's getting better. It's great, yeah. but it's still it's in Sydney, and you you get on your bike and and off you go. And yeah. you know, and I, I look at the people in in Queensland and uh, guys riding from or men and women riding up the freeway from. Um, like Kiwana up towards whatever that big freeway is, and they're all yeah. on the side of the road. And I just go, oh, it's like, it's, I'm too afraid. It's, it's I, mayhem, right? Yeah, I'm too afraid to do it. I, I just look so, at it. So instead of that, um, I have a group of friends, and they all get me to do it because I'm the retired one. And I go, right, we're we're all going to drive out to Juni, um, um, stay overnight in Juni, a lot of good pubs in Juni, and then you jump on your bike and it's 40 kilometres, for instance, to go to Coolabin, um on the road. Yeah. But it's it's almost 80 kilometres to go on gravel roads through the back of people's properties and all those sort of things. And I designed the, the trip myself. I go into an app and find out where to go. And and it's it's out in the fields and there's fresh air. There's no cars. There's two or three of you riding along, having a chat, talking about, you know, solving the problems Magic. of the world. Get to the other end. Um, have either have lunch on the road or lunch there. Have a look around the town. Get up the next morning and go and do it again. We carry all our gear on our bikes. Um, we carry. Um, I take a. My wife worries about me, so I have a like an e-perb thing. Um, oh really? And uh, oh, Good on well, Good on a lot of places. A <laughs> lot of places you go. Um, you got no range. The, your phone doesn't work. Um, it, but that's actually changed as well because the. In America, there's an SOS thing that's now on all the phones that you can mm. now use, which becomes a satellite phone. Um, yeah. Um, so that'll come to Australia. It's starting to come. But I'd yeah. still use a proper EPIRB because things happen yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just lovely. Sometimes it's it, 
most of the trips, I've done probably half a dozen of them now with people. Yeah. Most of them go well. One, we had to get rescued because of the floods, but... You know. <laughs> it makes for a good and, story to tell, doesn't it? I mean, that's half of well, it. Well, we rode, we rode 115 kilometres on a very, very hot day, got up to, to West Wyalong and then all hell broke loose that night and we knew to come back all the flood, the roads would be flooded and all that sort of stuff. So a good Samaritan who we'd met halfway, he, he him and his wife got up and came and got us at wow. like 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning and took us all the way past his house and all the way back to to um, um, to tomorrow. Um, and mainly because we, look, you could have ridden, but it was looked dangerous and yeah. And and we didn't want to be on the news as like, you know, <laughs> five grey haired idiots in Lycra being saved, you know, like how embarrassing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, twenty years ago I probably would have done it, but not anymore. So so <laughs> we do a fair bit of up. that. You also yeah. go on, on can I say men's trips? Blokes trips. <laughs> Tell me about your yeah, blokes last, trips. <laughs> yeah, you know, the last couple of years and this is it's a it's really good message because blokes don't get out as much as women do mm. socially. And I, I have to say, you live longer if you're social in retirement. And, and look, firstly, I would say here that I'm extremely lucky because of the relationship I have with my wife. Mm. We've always done things together, but we've always done things separate as well. We, we, we don't have to be in tandem the whole time. And, yeah. uh, um, and the stuff that she likes doing and it's like when I said – Last year, I've got an opportunity to, to drive to Dundee Beach near Darwin uh, and then go fishing for a week and then come back again. Uh, and she told said, that's wonderful. You've always wanted to do that. But I, I think if she had subtitles, it would say, and thank God it's not with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the other two guys. And so we just we jumped in a, in a, in a 10-year-old Hilux and drove up to – and, and it's, it's just long – Long days of nothing with yeah. with us talking, you know, politics and 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 finance and all these other boring subjects and and which were fantastic. We loved it, you know. And yeah, that's what life's about. I mean, I think nowhere. you've got to do more of it. Oh, it's look at awesome. Every we did eight thousand kilometers or something like that, and it was and went fishing and and we went to these amazing little country towns and met some funny funny people all on the way. And we loved it so much. Then this year we drove out to Lake Eyre um, in search of water, and there wasn't any. Uh, even though it's been on the news, that it's full. It's not. But we still had, you know, you're going to these places like Lake Eyre and Arcarula and the Flinders Ranges, and you know. So, so we've already decided that in well, next year we're going fishing again, but that will fly because um, <laughs> one of the one of my mates is turning seventy. So. One's 75, another one's 70, and then I'm in my mid-60s. So it's kind of – and we all work together. Yeah. Um, How fabulous. We didn't – two of us knew each other really well. The other guy knows my mate really well, but we kind of yeah. – we were acquaintances. But now – and it's just – and you're roughing it. You're in hotel, pubs. But I wouldn't <laughs> – a lot of people wouldn't uh, start. Not a luxury experience. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's but part of great. it too, I think. They're the they're, they're parts we enjoy. Now, I've got one more thing I want you to talk about today, Mike. I, yeah. I, I've heard a lot of Mike's wonderful stories over the years, um, <laughs> and that is your journey to finding it. And I talk a lot in the book about finding your purpose and mm. finding meaning. And, and meaning 
comes from things with a higher sense of purpose than the everyday life and the the spending money and the traveling and the things like that that yeah. are moments of happiness but they're not purposeful necessarily mm. um yeah. i know you've got involved with a charity tell the tell us the story of how and what you do yeah it's um it, the purpose things it's a funny thing it's um a lot, a lot of a lot of friends and acquaintances they turn around and go they don't want to retire because they don't know what they're going to do. Mm. And I go, well, find a hobby. And uh, I say, or let something find you. Um, mm. And it could be in charity. It could be anything else. And so, you know, I can't ride. I don't, I, I don't ride enough, but I can't ride my bike all day, every day. And I can't yeah. do all these different things. So <clears throat> I, it was just out of, out of the blue, a friend of mine, uh, his wife actually sent me a clipping out of the paper and said, <clears throat> there's this group of people who, who are looking for people to, uh, build bikes and, and she said looks like you're up your alley and I said oh that'd be great so I, I sent him an email saying look I, I I restore bikes and I build bikes and, and I tinker with bikes um, um, interestingly with the garage doors open and people walk past they, they don't know I worked in a bank so they all <laughs> call me Mike the bike guy um, I even service there's a lady up the road and I service all her kids bikes for her and all that type of stuff Fabulous. And, and, and that's all they know me as the bloke who fixes bikes but which is which I love, um, but anyway, I rang them. I, I sent them this note and said, "Look," and I have a bit of a background. I, you know, I have um, um, I, two of my boys have um, um, uh, different things that have uh, you know from a disability point of view, and uh, yeah. and so I know what you're you're doing here. And they they contacted me incredibly quickly, and they said, "Look, can you can you come in?" and 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 I sat down and worked with them about you know what do you want me to do and a lot of volunteers go there and they're beautiful people but they don't know how to build bike um so you're helping them as well and uh, so what's and the all name of the charity things. what's the name it's of the called charity Tad. Um, yeah. um it's called freedom wheels is the is the the main thing um it's tad is the um technical assistance for the disabled mm. and freedom wheels is their main their main part and they have really beautiful occupational therapists and people come along um, to the occupational therapist, usually with their physio or occupational therapist, and they we put them on a track and and they assess what that – and their child might have cerebral palsy or whatever or, or, or it might mm. be an adult with a stroke. Um, so I've built bikes, which are little tiny 16-inch bikes with, with thoracic uh, supports and a, and a pull handle on it and all those sort of things and foot levelers um, right up into to a lot of three-wheeled bikes, a lot of people riding three-wheeled bikes to yeah. to a guy who had a stroke um, and uh, and built a recumbent bike with a power assist in it and all these sort of things. And uh, and <clears throat> so every, you know, every Tuesday I go there um, and but they often ring me as well and say, listen, we need to have bikes delivered to somewhere um yeah. often i've built the bike and i and i just jump at it you know I, driving big sprinter vans and trucks and that doesn't bother me i've done that before yeah. so you jump in there and you go up to the central coast or whatever and and just to see the kid uh, you know some kids eyes and the parents eyes when you're delivering a, a bike especially if you've built it you know it's just <laughs> and a lot of people turn around and go oh it's good to give back and i'm going selfishly i don't I don't subscribe to that. I said there is a bit of that, but I get just as much enjoyment out of it. It's, yeah, it's it's and I love it. It's uh, and, I, and I think that's what wonderful. people need to recognise is that, yeah. is that there's a whole lot of 
personal fulfillment in this stuff. It's actually for you oh, as much as it is absolutely. for other people. You don't have to do charities for the other people. You can do them for yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, but we've always, I suppose, like my wife's done Meals on Wheels for 30 years or something like that. And yeah. uh, so we've and all these other little things. And it's not, I don't know, it's, I think it's just been part of the community. I just, you kind of, you, you like we have a great time on doing other stuff, but I enjoy doing this as well, and and I, you know, I just think that um, just sitting at home watching television is not going to get you anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and you won't live a long, you know, Dad was 91, and I want to live at least to that, you know, so, yeah. Mike Chesworth, you are an epic retiree. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel absolutely blessed to have been able to chat with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Thank you. And uh, and keep living ethic, and we will be back to talk to you again. No, well, we're, we're, we're planning a bike ride uh, in later this year, so I'll let you know what we do. We might ask you to live stream us in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. Cheers. See ya. You're listening to Retirement Diaries. Sign up for our newsletter at epicretirement.net and be sure to follow us wherever you get your pods. <laughs>